Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you, Jay, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in today so that we may spend time and study together here on Are You Listening?, brought to you by the International Gospel Hour. We are going to speak today of a most important necessity of life. And to do so, I want to begin the program by turning back the pages of history to an event from the Civil War. In the moment of great victory in the Battle of Chancellorsville, Stonewall Jackson was wounded. And as he was being taken to a field hospital in an ambulance, a Dr. Hunter McGuire held the artery in the shoulder of Stonewall Jackson, and he held that artery with his finger so that if the tourniquet should slip, there would be no fatal bleeding. Folks, we are reminded that life is in the blood, a most important necessity of life. And I want you and I to think about the importance of blood in just a moment. Folks, first of all, we really appreciate you listening today. And we'd like for you to do a couple of things, if you would. Please go to Facebook and like the International Gospel Hour page. You can keep up with our works, where the International Gospel Hour will be, and all the things therein. If you're on Instagram, follow us there at International Gospel Hour, and on Twitter at our underscore gospel. Again, you can keep up with our latest works, information, and where the International Gospel Hour is in your area and when we may be live in your area. Thanks for tuning in. And now, let's think of the importance of blood. You know, the necessity of blood and of its importance. You know, occasionally you may receive a call concerning donating blood where they will say surplus is down and blood is needed. Many of you have probably given blood for a family member or a friend with an upcoming surgery. Blood must be pure, free of contamination. You see, the blood is always checked thoroughly. It was several years ago that I received a letter concerning a donation of blood that I had given, and they had to destroy the blood because it had a trace of steroid in it, and it was a shot that I had received from my throat just a few days before. But the blood was not pure. And folks, when you look in the Bible, for example, in Leviticus 17.11, we're reminded there is life in the blood. You know, folks, as blood is a most important necessity of the physical life, it is absolutely a certainty in the spiritual life. Listen to Peter in 1 Peter 1.18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. 
Oh, dear friends, indeed, it took the only begotten Son of God to save man from his sins. We learn that from John 3, verse 16. But also Acts 4 and verse 12 reminds us that there is salvation in no other name. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is Christ and Christ alone. You know, the blood of bulls and goats that were offered in the Old Testament could not redeem man, Hebrews 10 and verse 4. You know, when I think about the blood of Christ, there are times that I think about that beautiful hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Have you ever sung that hymn in a worship's hour? Have you ever sat and really thought? You know, let me pause and interject something here. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in, watch it now, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You see, when we sing, we teach and we instruct. We need to sing with the Spirit, the right attitude, and the understanding, 1 Corinthians 14.15. So when we sing a song, we need to understand why are we singing it. I think about that hymn when I survey the wondrous cross, and I think about the stanza that says, See, from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown? You see, from his head the blood flowed from the thorns. His hands that the nails were driven within, blood is flowing from his feet. And I love the comment, the question, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did you ever know such love and sorrow to meet? Or those thorns composed so rich a crown? Oh, dear friends. A most important necessity of life, the blood that flows through our veins, and it's also true in the spiritual life. Indeed, my friends, there is life in the blood, and there is life in the blood of Christ, and only through His blood. Let's see the blood of Christ for this study. First of all, dear friends, let us see the blood that is precious as a lamb. You know, the children of Israel understood the importance of a lamb and its blood. I think of when they were in Egypt. And in Exodus chapter 12, beginning with verse 3, God through Moses said, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, when we see what they were to do with the lamb, verse 7 says, And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Verse 13 explains, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. 
You tell me blood was not important to the children of Israel? Indeed. Isaiah even spoke of that lamb being Christ. In Isaiah 53 and verse 7 he said, He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep dumb before her shearers is dumb, so openeth not his mouth. Isaiah prophesied of that lamb, Christ, who would be the one that would be offered, just like a type or an example of old of the lamb's blood that delivered Egypt. It is the lamb of Christ, his blood, that delivers us today. I love the preaching of Philip. Philip is one of my favorite individuals in the Bible. And in Acts chapter 8, Verses 32 through 39, listen to what Philip did with the scripture from Isaiah. He gets up into the chariot, and verse 32 says, The place in the scripture which the eunuch read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he openeth not his mouth. In his humiliation his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. What a beautiful thought, that Philip took the scripture, Isaiah, and preach Jesus to him. You know, Philip was used to preaching Jesus Christ. Earlier in Acts chapter 8, he did that to the city of Samaria. And now he's with an individual in a chariot. Verse 36 says, Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. My friends, why did the eunuch make such a life-changing decision? Why did he no longer delay? Because he learned of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed that was precious as a lamb. No doubt he would have learned of Christ, of whom John said in John one twenty nine, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And when Philip opened his mouth and preached unto him Jesus, the eunuch knew he needed to make some changes in his life, And he did. He went on his way rejoicing. What a beautiful story. We also learn in Revelation 5 and verse 12 the phrase, The verse worthy is the Lamb. You see, the blood of Christ, He was the Lamb slain for you and for me. How precious indeed is the blood of the Lamb. You know, I think about another hymn that asks the question, Are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb, are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Let me pause here. Kind listener, would you love to know more about Jesus and His shed blood that redeems mankind? 
Would you like to grow in the knowledge of Christ with a very simple Bible study that you can do on your own? Get this, folks, with no denominational bias or man-made influence. You can study the Bible in the privacy of your own home. Some people may say, well, I don't know that I can understand the Bible. Oh, yes, you can, dear friends. And why don't you give us an opportunity to help? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. So you can study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. You can't beat that, folks. All you got to do, call toll-free at one 855 IGH 6988. That's 1 855 444 6988, and your free Bible course will come your way. Give it a try, see what you think, and let's grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3, verse 18. Now, back to our study. Let us see the blood that purchases one's soul. You see, the blood of Christ does two things. It will destroy the sin of man, and it will give man a direction in which to go. It destroys, and it gives direction. Let's talk about how the blood destroys the sin of man. In Ephesians 1 and verse 7, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Redemption. The word redeemed means as a slave purchasing his freedom. We have our freedom purchased by the blood of Christ. We're free from sin. Listen to John 8:34. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Now that phrase servant parallels with slavery, which means we are grasped within slavery. We are shackled, rather, not to slavery, but we are shackled with sin. We are freed from sin. Listen to Romans 6.17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. You see, as a slave to sin means that we were a bond servant of sin, that slavery controlled our lives, that sin was our master. But the blood of Christ destroys that sin and redeems us to where we're no longer under that master, that being Satan. Listen what else that the blood of Christ, in destroying the sin of man, listen to what it does. It redeems man in order to purify him, makes him clean, revives him. Listen to Titus 2.14. Speaking of Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, or a people for his own possession. He will redeem us. Iniquity is gone. We're pure. We start again. We are now a slave of God where the benefits are absolutely amazing. And we're zealous of good works. We involve ourselves in things that are good that will help others. Listen to what else the blood does for our lives when it destroys sin. 
Colossians 1 and verse 20 tells us that we are reconciled by the blood of Christ. In other words, we have reconciled with God. We have been made from an enemy to a friend. In Hebrews 13 and verse 12, we are sanctified by by the blood of Christ. We are sanctified by His blood, set apart from the world. Hebrews 13 verse 12. And when we're set apart from the world, Keep in mind what we noted moments ago in Titus 2.14, we're a people for his own possession, set apart from the world, but set apart unto God as his directive will bring forth. Romans 5.9 tells us that we are justified by the blood of Christ. Oh, I love that word justified. You want to hear a great definition? Justified. Just as if I'd Never sinned. You take the word, create the definition. Just as if I'd never sinned. That brings to mind another sweet hymn, dear friends. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It destroys the sin of man. And it also, secondly, gives us a direction wherein to go. You see, we understand that the blood cleanses us. Revelation 1.5, our robes are made white. They're washed in the blood of the Lamb. But also for the individual that is a Christian. Take, for example, the eunuch moments ago. When the eunuch learned of Christ, and he believed of Christ, and he was baptized into Christ, when he came up out of the water, the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. And you know the eunuch had the blood of Christ that continually cleansed him? Listen to 1 John 1, 7, written to the Christian. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. You see, the child of God continues to walk being cleansed in the blood. He's walking in the light. Now, will he be sinless? Will he not fall? Well, of course he will, because in that same text, verse 9 reminds us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, as we walk in the light, we confess our sins, we do fall short. There's not anyone that can walk this earth and not sin But you see, the difference is we have the blood of Christ in our lives that continually cleanses us, and we're striving to walk close to Him each and every day. It's that blood of the new covenant of which we live under, according to Matthew 26, 28. I'd like for you and I to think for a few moments now about Hebrews, the ninth chapter, beginning with verse 14. Let's talk and study a little bit more about the beauty of the blood of Christ. We're going to look at verses 14 through 17, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to mention, I'm going to read 14, then come back and mention a thought or two. And after each verse, I'll do that. Verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Oh, dear friends, do you see how the blood of Christ, it cleanses our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That when it cleanses our conscience and we think of things that may hinder us, we're reminded, hey, he has cleansed me. Now listen to verse 15. 
For this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the internal inheritance. You see, now, as a Christian, I have a mediator that's pleading on my behalf. I have a mediator that will plead for me, and he's on the right hand of the Father. He is on my side. His blood has cleansed me. Verse 16 says, For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. So as Jesus died, and he's the mediator of the new covenant, the testament of which we live under, the new testament, it has power in my life to guide me, to help me, to strengthen me. Dear friends, you see, the blood of Christ gives us a direction in which to go. It's not just, well, I've been cleansed, I've been baptized, I've been saved, etc. That's not only it. That means we continue to have a direction in which we can live and which we can go. It destroys the sin, it breaks it down and takes it away, but it gives me a new direction in Christ that I can walk in Him with the blood cleansing my life. I am a redeemed soul through the blood of Christ. The blood destroyed my sin, and the blood grants me a better direction in life. To God be the glory. Now, third. We're going to bring this study to a close. Stay with me. I see the blood, or rather, let us see the blood, that was planned to be shed. Have you ever stopped to think about how the blood of Christ purchased the church? It's His church. Acts 20 and verse 28 says, Take heed unto yourselves and unto all the flock, over the which the Holy Spirit hath made you overseers, that you may feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Folks, the purchased church was a church that was purposed of God, as we learn in Ephesians 3, 10, and 11. It was prophesied of the prophets of old. An example, Isaiah 2, 1 and 2. And the promise of Christ to build his church. Listen to Matthew 16, beginning with verse 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You see, Christ promised to build his church, and he carried through that promise and purchased it with his own blood. Revelation 13 and verse 8 reminds us, that the blood of Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. The blood of Christ was not an afterthought of God. It wasn't that as in the Garden of Eden when man sinned, God said, uh-oh, now I've got to start over. Oh no, dear friends. God's eternal purpose, before He said, let there be light, He was going to let there be a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And the blood of Christ was planned to be shed. Oh, when I think about the power that brings, that it brings forth how something in time 
or as time began before time began, purposed of God in his mind. Prophets would speak of it, promised of Christ, purchased of Christ. And dear friend, that church exists this very day. When we offer opportunities to study and learn more about the Word of God, we direct toward that church that we've spoken of in previous broadcasts and we'll speak about in many others. Oh, dear friends, the blood of Christ, what a wonderful thing. A most important necessity in our physical lives, but more so in our spiritual lives, the blood of Jesus Christ. It is precious. Precious as a lamb. It is that pure blood of the only lamb of God that can redeem man. It purchases one's soul by destroying its sin and by giving a direction to go. And how great is our God that it was planned in eternity before time began. How grateful we are for the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why, dear friends, we always encourage our listeners, keep studying, keep learning, keep growing therein concerning the blood of Jesus Christ. May I share with you one other thing very, very quickly about the blood of Christ. I've mentioned different hymns throughout the broadcast, and one that I do want to mention is a hymn that speaks when I see the blood. You know, that hymn takes us back to the time in the book of Exodus to where he said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And when I think about that hymn and how emphatic it was, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the hymn takes that teaching of old and brings it to the new. Is the blood of Christ evident in your life, dear friends? We've spent time today talking about the blood, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in future broadcasts here on Are You Listening? We at the International Gospel Hour appreciate you tuning in today, and let us continue to study together of this most important topic about the blood of Jesus Christ. So, my dear friends, thank you for joining me today here on Are You Listening? Brought to you by the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.